Hello, monsters. My name is Jane Judge. Welcome to Monsters University, a homebrew tabletop role-playing game hosted live at twitch.tv slash janejudge. Enjoy this silly role-playing game with me and my friends. We're live. <laughs> Welcome, monsters. Let's kick it off with a high energy laugh. Are you ready for this? <laughs> Getting evil tonight. All right. So, welcome to episode 22 of Monsters University. This one is titled, I forget what I titled it, Twin Hearts. <laughs> okay. So, um,. Let's do introductions. So I'm Jane Judge. I'll be your game master tonight in my weird little horny homebrew universe that is 18 and over only. So if you're too young, close out of the stream right now. Uh, let's start with Dominique. I'm Dominique Delirium, and I play Evelyn Lycandra, the werewolf. Ricky. Hey, I'm Ricky XXX Rails, and I play Chazworth, the uh, Frankenstein monster. Hi, I'm Girlbot Div, and I play Bender, the zombie. I'm Cassie Cummings, and I get to play your favorite gelatinous cube, Kimmy Puddin' Pop. Hi, I'm Violet October, and I'm playing Lily, the succubus. Awesome. So, last episode, we moved beneath the school residence halls yet again into the endless hallway of spooky doors. We've entered another spooky door, and this one was a big red castle in the middle of a desert. And there was a baron in this castle who was feeding on all of the humans inside while they partied. Uh, he had lots of themed rooms, lots of cool stuff was going on in them, uh, lots of interesting pains and pleasures and sins. And uh, then the baron met the party. And they learned of the dark heart within the castle, a secret that beat beneath the very stones of the castle. And the Baron's got a huge flair for the dramatic, so he was very excited to see what happens when you all go down and find out what's in there. So, as we zoom back in to Monsters University, you all are heading down a spiral stone staircase. It smells moldy. And you can hear like intermittent drips from these big pipes running around beneath the castle. And beneath them is like solidified, calcified blood coming out from them. Um, the Baron is behind you and he's telling this like long-winded tale about um, how he used to know Headmistress Taliba and how he got the property. Oh yes, uh, the interdimensional permits, they were very difficult to obtain, but of course your headmistress Taliba, she could handle all of that with the lawyers from hell. And so I just moved myself right into here, and you see we've been partying ever since. I mean, why live here though? You could probably find a good life up at the university with all the other teachers, you know? Yes, yes, but that's far less interesting, don't you think? Here I get to control it. Oh. Besides, they pay me very well for the blood wine I create. Does seem like you have a really good setup here. Yes, well, only the finest for my taste buds, of course. 
Oh, you see, Headmistress Taliba is quite the useful person to know. She knows everybody who's a monster, who's anybody. So we've heard. Yes, yes, yes. Well, we are approaching, we are approaching. Aren't you excited to find the secret? I guess you could say I'm dying to know. <laughs> oh, have we frozen? Sorry. Okay. Let me check if we are still live on Twitch. Okay. We are. Uh, it appears we're just frozen in Discord. So, moving on. Uh, <laughs> as you descend the final few steps of the staircase, it sort of flattens out into a big stone room. And it's rectangular. You can see there's sort of a wall with maybe a door on the back end of it. But uh, as you come in, you can see there's like a big door that is open. And uh, there's a table. It's full of food in varying states of decay. There's uh, human food, there's non-human food, there's uh, a few vats of brains sitting on the table, there's an assorted pile of eyeballs that has definitely gone off. You can smell the food as you walk in also. There's like some like, funky cheese smell. Seems like a minute since uh, you've been partying down here. Oh, yes. Well, this is the least fun party atmosphere in the entire castle, wouldn't you agree? It's just depressing down here. Oh, I don't spend any time down here if I can avoid it. I mean, it's quiet. The, those brains look pretty edible. Are they... Could I try some? Oh, of course. They're preserved, so take it with you if you like. I won't be eating it. <laughs> Disgusting. I'll pop an eyeball or two. Okay, so are you all kind of entering this room and checking stuff out? Okay, so yeah. you can roll either a flight if you are sort of looking, a fight if you are going to rummage through stuff and pick stuff up, or a flirt if you are checking out the room. Okay, so Kimmy, you are sucked into the eyeballs. You are searching for a matching pair in there. You haven't seen anything else that's really interesting. Uh, what color eyeballs did you get? Uh, I think I, I got, uh, well, I was trying to get a matching set, but I got one brown one and one blue one. And it, they kind of make like a cute kind of set, I guess. I'm going to ship them and then eat them. A matching set with heterochromia. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, Evelyn. So you come in and you immediately notice something that's kind of weird. You can't quite put your finger on it for a second. You think it's the food, all the like intense smells in your nose, but you kind of stand there and you take a big smell. And it smells like, it's kind of like Ishtal. It's weird. Um, can I sniff around the room, like, looking for it? Yeah. Okay, so you are kind of going on a little sniff mission to see if you can figure out where the scent is coming from. Chaz, uh, Flirt, what are you doing when you approach the room? I am looking through the collection of, like, body parts and things and kind of just judging how decomposed they are. Okay, you're seeing if there's something that you might want to put on. Yeah, and just kind of, like, you know, 
Well, the body parts here are a little bit old. There's an arm that looks kind of nice, but it's only a one. There's no matching set. You're looking around. You do notice, though, on the other side of the room, there is a door. Um, sort of steel-plated, the same as the one that you just walked in through the, the bottom of the staircase. I'm going to walk towards the door and kind of point at it and be like, oh, is this the way we're heading? And like, kind of walk to open it. Okay, so Chaz is headed that way. Bender, uh, you have rolled quite poorly. <laughs> what are you looking for in here? Just like going into loot mode, trying to find like any good brains, that sort of thing. Okay, the brains in here, spectacular. They have been, there's like a few jars of formaldehyde preserved ones. It's like, you know, pickled, delicious. Um, and there's like one that has been sliced up and it's a little bit dry, but sort of like brain jerky, still edible. Okay. I'm collecting. What's that? I'm collecting them. Perfect. All right, Lily. You have also rolled quite poorly. <laughs> what is it you were trying to do? Uh, looking through all the bodies, like super up close, just kind of like seeing if I can see how they died and just kind of appreciating all the death in a very fucked up artistic way. Okay, they look um, all human and some of them look to have been torn. Some of them have been sawn off. It looks like there's some very creative ways of death here. And it looks like there are some wounds that were inflicted, like bruising and things like that, that were inflicted pre, pre-mortem, not, post, not after they were dead. As I'm looking through, just making comments under my breath, like, nice, I like this, like. Awesome. Okay, so as you are all in this action, I need to know one thing. Bender, are you going to sample the brains right now, or are you just putting them in your pocket? I'm definitely going to try one, yeah. Okay, so you like, stuff try the a brain jerky into your mouth. Um, you, you taste the brain jerky, okay. You feel... Since this is a, a dried brain, you feel kind of creeping up in the back of your neck, that same feeling that you had with all of your premonitions. And you have the choice to either lean into it and see what happens a few minutes in the future or sort of lean back and stay in reality. I'll lean into it. Okay. You lean in and you see your friends banging on the doors. You see Ishtal is here. You see uh, the Baron uh, poking into the little like mail slot in the first door that you walked in and taunting you. And then you like kind of rush back into your regular moment. So you have a second to act before anything happens. I'm gonna body slam the Baron. Okay, give me a just like full for coming at him. I love it. <laughs> Ooh, the tension. This escalated so fast. <laughs> a 29. Okay, so the Baron is not a fighter. You <laughs> see him, his legs tense. He's looking at everyone in the room. And suddenly he like makes a little minuscule movement towards the door and Bender, you are so ready. You've seen this happening. You know what's about to come. You tackle this old man. <laughs> he... um sort of makes a little swishing noise, like he's full of blood as you knock him over, but he doesn't resist hardly at all. He's just like, ah, oh, 
Why would you do this to me? You know what you did. Where, where's the, where's Ishtal? What? I have no idea what you're talking to look about. at the door. Okay, so around this moment, Chaz and Evelyn, you are both headed towards this door on the other side. Evelyn, you're like positive your boyfriend is behind this door. Super weird. Like you talked to him a few like hours ago. He couldn't be back here, but he is. And Chaz, as you move towards this door, you suddenly hear the heartbeat starts again from behind this door. Are we like right next to each other? Yes, you. the two of you are both at the door. Bender, you are closer to the first door. It's sort of like a you know um, locking system, right? Like a, a, an airlock chamber in the middle that you all are in with this food. Um, okay, I turn to Chasworth and I'm like, I think Ishtal's behind this door. We need to open it. Is that his heart we're hearing right now? I don't know, but I can definitely smell him. Well, let's get it open. Okay, okay Bender, we... as you were wrestling the Baron, you notice that a ring of keys has sort of fallen out of his hand. I'm gonna uh, grab the keys and throw it towards him. Okay. Y'all catch these keys. Um, we want to try and open the door with the keys we just got. Okay, Chaz, you stick the key into the lock, and immediately you feel an electric shock. Whoa. Um, I think there's some kind of electrical safety on this or something. Might have to see if we can overcome it. Um, how do we disable something that we can't see the switch to? Um, well, we could just... Uh, ground it in a certain kind of way, and I'm going to touch the door and then touch one of the bolts on my neck, and then I'm going to hand you the key for you to open it while I channel the electricity. Okay. Chaz, you feel the electricity light up through your neck, through both sides of the bolts sticking out, and you touch the ground, and you can feel it like moving from your hand to your bolt to the ground. You're sort of like trapped in this loop of energy. Um, you can feel like the insides of your tendons singeing a little bit, but you can definitely complete this. Can I have to replace some of that? Okay, mm. Evelyn, are you unlocking the door? Yes, sorry. <laughs> okay, so you go for the door and you try and pull it open um, as soon as the door clears the frame. The, the shock stops. So Chasworth, you're not uh, frozen anymore. But uh, Bender, you're sitting on the Baron uh, and everybody else is staring into this room and it's empty. There's just a wall. Looks to be brick, stone maybe. Looks like it was uh, not originally here. You can see like crumbling pieces of it on the sides. Um, can I go up to the wall and look for, like, a loose brick or something? Yeah. Can you give me a flight roll, Evelyn, as you walk closer to the wall? Flight. Oh, ten. A ten was all you needed, because you know this symbol very well. You walk up to the wall, and 
you see the Lycandra family crest written on it. Oh my the god. Wolf, the trowel and the eye. I think my family built this, you guys. What the hell? Built this. What do you mean? The castle? The, the wall? At least the wall. Like, our, our crest is on it. Does that make it your house? I don't know. That would be cool, though, if I owned this whole place. <laughs> the Baron is like, no, I, I subcontracted them. You can't own it. <laughs> Bonk them upside the head. Uh, we'll see what the lawyers from hell have to say about that. Um, okay, still looking for like a brick or something. Okay, like, as you're looking, you hear a sudden movement from the other side of the wall. And you feel a breeze, almost, but not really. The air's not moving. You felt that before, though. That's what it felt like being close to Ishtal. And suddenly... From the other side of the wall, you see a stone hand come over and it tries to grab you. Roll me a fight or a flight. Or a flirt, if you want to lean into it. No fight. <laughs> okay, at 24, your instincts are good and you drop to the ground and you roll away. And the stone hand wasn't able to get you. Does it look like, can I see it? Does it look like Ishtal's hand? It does, but you can see like a radiating crack up from the knuckles of the hand. You also, uh, the, the heart pounding sound has stopped. Okay. Um, okay, so I rolled out of the way. I'm going to call up. I'm like, are you trapped back there? You hear a voice. I've been trapped for two years. Finally, I will be free. And then from behind the wall comes barreling out a giant statue. Uh, it looks just like Ishtal, except you can see those like deep black wounds coming up from the fists. It looks like this person has spent maybe the past two years punching a wall trying to get out. And now they are uh, trying to brush past you, Evelyn, and walk towards the or run towards the door. Um, I'm going to be like, wait, no, stop. Okay. They come close to you and suddenly they turn. And you see that same like piercing, intense look that you get sometimes from Ishtal as they look you in the eyes. What is that smell? Um, maybe all the like food? No, no, <laughs> You smell of my stone. Oh, that's probably Ishtal, which I gotta say, you guys could be twins. It's a little creepy. You've met him. You know him. You must have come to rescue me. Um, yes. I came to rescue you. <laughs> they get down on their knees in front of you. They say, well then, my life is yours. Please, free me from this prison. I mean, you kind of already are out, but that's cool. I like life debts. Are you okay, by the way? Because you have, like, giant cracks everywhere. <laughs> uh, they look down at their hands, and uh, uh, I tried many times to escape myself. There was no way up except for this door. 
through the Baron. I will heal over time. Um, I take his hand and like bring the knuckles up to my face and I just like, I'm like, okay, as long as you're safe now. They look uh, deeply shocked about this. <laughs> oh, um, can we leave? Take me with you. Um, does anybody else have anything they want to do in this room? I guess we could ask this Baron why he's keeping yeah, like, in his basement. Like, what's up with that guy? <laughs> he was sitting there very quietly. <laughs> I hope they don't notice me. Well, you see, this was a, a favor to Headmistress Taliba. She requested that I keep somebody safe. Um, yes, that's what. This is your version of safe? Yeah, this is not safe. Look at him. He's all busted up. Well, what was I supposed to do? Let them play with the humans? Why would Taliba want him trapped? Do well, you know? I'm going to look at the gargoyle. Um, They look at you and they're like, well, I think Taliba is the, the mummy woman, yes? Then I may know. But I will not speak of it any longer in this prison. That's fair. Uh, Baron here. May I kill him? (laughs) First, tell me your name. I would like to know whose life is owed to me. He does like a very fancy bow. He says, Sarana. Sarana, okay. Um, yeah, I'm cool with you killing the Baron if everybody else is. Oh, yeah, you know. Can we watch? Oh, yes. Awesome. (laughs) They come over and they start punching the Baron. And the Baron is just, like, completely wasted. After, like, two punches, this guy is 500 pounds of stone. And the Baron is not a fighter. (laughs) Hell yeah. I'm I'm acting as if I'm at a, like, WWE event. (laughs) (laughs) Bring him a chair. He's going to use it. Bring the chair. <laughs> okay, the Baron is no longer capable of speech. It looks like they've melted a little bit into the stones. And you're probably convinced that this vampire is not dead. It's pretty difficult to kill a vampire, especially through brute force trauma. But it's going to take a while to peel him off of this floor. That's fair. That's good. I like that. Zorana finally relents and stands up, and you can see all of the cracks in their knuckles are now filled with the Baron's blood, or more accurately, the human's blood that the Baron drank. Hey, with the, wait, no, because he saved our blood for later, I think, right? Oh, okay. Gotta marinate it. Gotta marinate it. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, that's finished. Ah, I need one more thing before we leave. And Zordana turns around and they pick up two big stones from the wall that uh, has Evelyn's family crest on it. All right, I have my things. Let's go. Yeah, I guess we get back to class and collect our assignment. 
Okay, so you walk the 20 minutes up the stone staircase. You uh, walk through all of the rooms of the Baron's loud and raucous party going on still. Uh, and then you walk outside of this big red castle without a heart now. You um, make it to the desert area outside. Uh, do you want to talk to Zarana at all before we make it upstairs? Um, do we still need the heart? Mm. I don't remember what our assignment was. I believe I am the heart. Oh, okay. The secret beneath this castle. I hold it. What do you mean, hold it? Have you ever heard of the castle Navaria? Yes. Oh yeah? Oh good, good. Well, that's where I'm from. I was turned animate two years ago when the castle was torn to pieces. And since then, I have retained many of my memories of what went on in this castle. And I believe that is why I've been imprisoned. I have seen your headmistress Taliba I've seen uh, Ilmenie, the owner of Castle Navaria, and many of their doings. And I believe this is why I've been imprisoned unjustly. What kind of things? Well, <laughs> I think something that uh, at least the, the mummy woman was trying to hide was the relationship between these two women. They were often partners, studying together, learning together, but also sharing their lives. Their battles were long and fierce and often resulted in splitting up and coming back together, but I now know that uh, they're no longer and I believe uh, at least one of them wishes to put this entire journey behind them. But that's Taliba trying to put it behind her. Yes, it seems as such. I have not seen Ilmenie in many years. Yeah, we've been trying to find her, too. Yes. Normally, I can feel through the stone, through my stone, and they hold up like a big chunk of Castle Navaria, but these rocks in the ground are too far apart, and I don't know where everyone is any longer. It's a strange feeling. But as we emerged from the basement, I, I felt a connection, a pull to something above us. Maybe you'll feel a stronger connection as we get you closer to the castle. Mm, it feels differently than the castle. It feels like myself, but happy. Could it be another gargoyle? It's possible. 
I was one of very few gargoyles pointed in towards the center of the castle. I don't know many of my comrades. Definitely think we know one of your comrades. Yes, well, he gives you like a very intense look. Tell me everything. <laughs> yeah, Evelyn, tell them everything. <laughs> I proceed to tell them everything. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh. <laughs> they look uh, excited, terrified at the same time, maybe. <laughs> yes, fear me, but also love me, but also fear me. <laughs> um, you are worthy of that and more. Oh. I do have to ask you one thing, though can't bear to be without you in this moment. The, the first person who has touched me since I left my castle. Please. And... Go ahead. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm like, here? In this desert? <laughs> With all my friends watching? Anywhere you want, yes. What if... I don't mind. I... Of course, nobody minds. Um, what if I added another person to this and we just waited a little longer? Because I would really like to be stuck between a, heart, a rock and a hard place. <laughs> yes. And he sort of like uh, leans a little bit closer to you and gives like a little creepy sniff. It's like, well, they smell like, like me, like you, like this was meant to be. I think it was. Well, let's walk faster. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you all make it to the hallway full of doors beneath the residence hall. You come out and you see the professor said that he would be waiting outside for you. He said he had more to tell you once you discovered the secrets of the heart, but he's not here. You don't see any of your classmates. You know all of them went into these rooms. You look at your watch. It's been 10 hours. What felt like it may have been one, two hours maybe. Seems like time has been stretched inside of this uh, other dimension. I was going to say maybe we got done before everyone else, but now it seems like maybe they got done before we did. Let's hope so. Yeah, let's, uh, I guess, head back to the classroom. Got to turn something in. Okay, so you all head back towards the English classroom. You come out of the residence halls, and you hear a, a huge commotion over by the like student union building and the... Um, the cafeteria. You look over that way and there's about 30 lawyers from hell and they are all standing in sort of a big circle and uh, one of them is like reading off of a very, very long list. They haven't stopped to take a breath in about 10 minutes, it seems like. And for high crimes against the, the faction of zoning and patrol of school grounds. 
to him. Hereby indict. Who they're talking to? Yeah. Okay, so you all move a little bit closer. Can I get a flight or a flirt roll? Okay, an 18. You um, are a little bit distracted by all of the lawyers from hell and their like crazy outfits and stuff. Um, they're all wearing like very intense like fashion week business suits, like a blown out collar that's like, you know, a foot high behind them and like a pencil skirt with holes in it. Um, and then you notice in front of them, in handcuffs already, Headmistress Taliba. Oh, well, uh, I guess we know what that's for. She's been a very busy headmistress. Um, yeah. The um, announcer person is still reading Taliba's list of high crimes, and you hear a few of them sort of catch your ear. Um, possession of somebody's house. You hear attempted murder. You hear extra planar banishment. You hear use of illegal uh, ancient magics. Damn, Headmistress Taliba is cool. Kind of a kind of a bad bitch. Headmistress Taliba stands at the end of this long list of her crimes, and she says, "Yes. Well, I will come with you quietly." If I am permitted just a few moments to speak to my students, please. And you see the head lawyer from hell sort of step up on stage. She's got like a, um, a big hat on with a police badge up on the front. Um, this is Constable Emilia. Um, you've seen her before a couple of times just in passing. Um, Constable Emilia is like, all right, I will permit you one address to your students, however, if I see any funny business, a single magic word has been spoken, you will be taken away, and it will be uh, another charge added to your trial. Okay, if no one's going to step in, Headmistress is going to step up to the like front and center of the auditorium, and she's going to look around. There are a few students, like uh, Looky Lewin, seeing what's happening, but it seems like you are the only group that's uh, really come out here to listen to what's happening. Everyone else is scared of the lawyers from hell. Taliba steps up and she looks over at all of you. She says, please come closer students. My hell cursed. I understand that you are wrapped up more deeply in this than you even know. Our, our university is not going to stand much longer without your help. I fear that these crimes that they have falsely accused me of, yes, I fear that they will stick. I fear that I will never see anything other than a desk full of paperwork and fines in my life. But if there is a way for all of you to prove my innocence, I need you all to find the Book of the Dead. Prove it wasn't me who cast these evil spells. Yes, very evil. Mm -hmm. But in truth, I did not cast them. For as you all know, 
my Book of the Dead has been missing for years. Two years, specifically. And um, she does like a very pointed look over at what she thinks is Ishtal. Sarana doesn't really understand what's happening here, but he says, I know you. You and Baba. And um, Headmistress says, no, not here. I understand you must find these secrets alone. Perhaps Professor Ayard or the Brim Seekers can help you if you can find them. And the constable's like, all right, all right, you're finished. You know, the Brim Seekers have been gone for 20 years. There's no such thing anymore. All right, come on, old lady. Boo, boo, hiss, let her speak. As she's being led away, Professor Tuliba is like, please, you must find it. You must find the secrets from Castle Navaria. I know Amenia hid them well. She would do that. As she's being let out, she says, and one of Ilmenia's boobs was bigger than the other. <laughs> it's true, it's a fact. <laughs> the lawyers from hell put her in a little transportation circle and they um, transport her down to hell. She looks at you all and says, please, the fate of Monsters University rests in your hands. You must find out. And then she's gone. And you see the lawyers from hell line up and one after another, they start going into the portal and disappearing. The one with the list is rolling it up a long time. And then he finally uh, brings his scroll down there too. Okay. I know she doesn't like me, but we should probably save Headmistress Taliba. And I think the best way to start off on this kind of fact-finding mission is to go into her office and see what else we can find. <laughs> Thinking the same thing. <laughs> Hell yeah, looting. I love it. <laughs> there might be clues. You all know exactly where it is and exactly how to break into it. We've done it before. <laughs> so let me move us to Headmistress Taliba's office. Do you make any preparations before you head here? Oh, should we go find Ishtal first? Yeah, I was like, maybe we should go find Ishtal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do that first. We're going to bring this stranger along with us. Yes. <laughs> Serana does look a little confused. He's like, is this a normal day at school? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's totally normal. For us, it is. I mean, we break in here all the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we head to the cathedral where Ishtal can often be found. Um, and Evelyn, you know the way, so you kind of lead people in here. You do a big knock on the, the giant arch doorway in the front. And um, you kind of push it open, it squeaks. And you hear suddenly a flap of wings as Ishtal comes flying down from above. And he says, what is this? I'm like, so we went to this place and there was a wall and through the wall came this guy and I think you should meet. 
Ishtala and Zorana kind of just like step towards each other. And you could see like the intensity of this meeting. They're almost like kind of prowling around each other, making a little circle. And then they walk closer. And you can see um, Zorana's eyes move immediately towards like a little sort of, not really flat, but like a, a stone patch where it's clear that Ishtal was removed from the, the space that he was built on. And Zorana like leans back towards his and touches it and moves closer. And you can see they fit perfectly together as if one watched the outside and one watched the interior of this castle. They don't speak a word. They just sort of like sit together and then they stare at you, Evelyn. I'm gonna be like, yes, get close to each other. <laughs> um, so wait, is like one facing one way and the other is facing the other way? Yes. Yeah. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go up to them and I'm gonna touch both their shoulders and I'm gonna inspect like the little part that like fits together. There's no seam, no crack, it fits perfectly. Like, wow, this was amazing. You guys are meant to be. Ishtal reaches out his hand to you and says, yes, but what does this mean? You're from Navaria, I can feel it. Um, well, how do you say his name? Saran? Zorana. Zorana? Well, Zorana says that he can remember things by touching other stones. So, like, maybe he remembers some things about you guys? Zorana turns towards Ishtal and, like, hesitantly at first and then sort of more forcefully puts his hand on Ishtal's chest. And he's wearing just his usual little, like, flappy loincloth that's, like, blowing in a little constant breeze. Um, and you see Zorana... Uh, reaches down, touches around his sides, his back. He's like, yes, I remember so much. I remember being built together. I remember the way this felt. And then he like reaches over to you, Evelyn, to sort of bring you into this. Um, I get all comfy and cozy. <laughs> They, um, the two of them lock their hands together and sort of make a seat for you and bring you close in the middle. Yes, I love it. <laughs> yes, I think we will have to make some new memories as well. I 100% agree. <laughs> Would your friends like to see my apartment? <laughs> yeah, we can go see the apartment. Does he have okay. to fly each of them up there? Um, yes, but in this moment, they are probably very motivated, and each of them can take a few of you up to the um, the ceiling area. Gargoyle uppies. I'm going with Kimmy. <laughs> okay, so you all hop on and fly up to the dramatic archway up on top of this cathedral, and these two hunks of stone who normally feel cool to the touch in this moment. As you hop on to fly, you can feel heat rising from within them. 
you arrive and I don't think everybody else has been up to Ishtal's place, but you've probably heard about it from Evelyn. Um, it's sort of a very sparse place, but you can see the walls and the ceiling are all covered in charcoal drawings. Many of them are of Evelyn, both in human and wolf form. Maybe some of them you, you rush and take down from the wall that are a little embarrassing. <laughs> Ishtal, in this moment, doesn't even notice. You remember how hesitant and shy he was to show you the first time that you came up here, but in this moment he doesn't see anything except for you and Zorana. Nice. Um, are we are we gonna show them the back room? Ishtal <laughs> walks over and like shoves the curtain to the side and you can see a big like standing cross. It looks like a a wooden cross and it's got like uh, bondage up on the arm parts and a little bit of like perfunctory bondage on the bottom. You know, they're made of stone. It's very difficult to do bondage, but there's an effort. Uh, this is where you go to smash rocks. Nice. <laughs> yeah, we're into some things. It's pretty fun. <laughs> you can see um, between Ishtal and Zorana, a little bit of dynamic is developing. Zorana sort of like reaches back into Ishtal's hair and tangles his fingers in and pulls it. And he does the same to you, Evelyn, if you allow. They'll like tangle their fingers into your hair and pull them back as well, holding the two of your heads together. Um, do I allow this? Yes, I guess I will allow it. <laughs> Zorana um, but leans in and says, I like that. Okay, so he's grabbing both of our hair and we're close together? Yes. Okay, then I'm going to kiss him. Ishtal leans in and he kisses you more intensely than you've ever felt before. He can't keep his hands off of your body. He's like uh, pushing his face into the side of your neck. Um, okay, I'm going to... I'm trying to think of the the everything's laid out I'm gonna reach for Zorana's leg I think he gives it Wait. to you yeah <laughs> he gives it to me no he's standing there right and then we're are we kneeling or we're like standing up um the two of you are kneeling in front of him and you reach out for his leg and he moves it closer to you oh okay so I'm gonna stroke up and down his leg does he have a loincloth on as well he does, but his is white instead of black. Oh, okay. Two sides of the thing here. Um, okay, I'm going to reach up his loincloth and touch his butt. Okay, it is extremely shapely. Uh, whoever the stone carver was, very horny. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, does he has a tail, right? They both have tails. They do. They're sort of yeah. like medium length. They don't quite touch the ground. Okay. Um, I'm going to touch the base of his tail and like stroke up and down. Hmm. It wags at first. And then when you start stroking, it suddenly goes very stiff and doesn't move. As the three of you are like sort of falling into this tangle of limbs and tails and stone, um, the, the spectators in this moment, the four of you, um, can all go sit on Ishtal's bed, which is just sort of a mattress on the ground. And as you sit, you look up 
and there is like some very intense paintings of Ishtal up on the cross. Um, you can see that he has in these paintings drawn like marks onto him, although they probably wouldn't really be shown on his skin. Big black license. <laughs> I like this. It's tasteful. It's taking some liberties. I like it. Yeah. Sarana is already um, attaching Ishtal to the cross and looking through the little library of like leather and stone implements that he's got. He looks to you and says, which is your favorite? Um, I point to something more sensual. It's a bunny, bunny fur flogger. He picks it up and brings it over to you and says, I want to watch you use it. Okay. So I take it and then I like languishly, lang languidly, uh, like go over like um, Ishtal's shoulders or whatever and like just let the fur like sensually go over his body. And then I slowly begin to flog him like shoulders down to butt. Ishtal is like completely in the subzone. He's like, yes, Evelyn, more, please. And um, Zorana is just sort of watching. And then he moves closer and he puts his hand on your back. and says, can I lift you? Um, yes, yes, you can. He picks you up so you can get like a, uh, like a good flog across the shoulders. And Ishtal is just like, yes, yes, harder. Softer. <laughs> um, I guess I keep flogging him harder. Um, maybe I look over and like gauge the reaction of the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> like huddling on Kimmy watching. <laughs> I took the form of a couch and everyone's just chilling. Cute. I love it. Okay, so before we zoom away from the scene and into our little moment of pause for our break, because it's that time already, um, Zarana lifts you, Evelyn, and puts you up on one shoulder, and he drops to his knees, and he undoes the little stone loincloth, and then we're going to fade to break, because I don't think we can do that on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's we'll a polished back. gem. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome back from the very horny break. <laughs> we have faded away from the scene up in the cathedral. It's been two, three hours. Um, the stone pair are still absolutely going at it. Evelyn, are you still engaged or are you tired and watching at this point? I'm partially human, so I'm watching. <laughs> uh, did you wolf form at any point, or are you saying human through this? Um... Yeah, let's say I wolfed out. So maybe I'm in my wolf form, just chilling right now. Okay, you are maybe laying out on the bed, getting your hair cut, um, <laughs> and watching the show. These two stone monsters have been uh, absolutely locked together, and um, they keep asking for you to join them again. Like, no, I'm content to watch you too. All right, all right. 
We're going to have to tear ourselves apart soon. Ishal, some serious things happened. I don't know what you remember from Nivaria. Did you ever see what happened inside? Ishal was like, no, I merely saw the comings and goings. And I knew headmistress came and left a lot, but I didn't know they were together. That makes sense why I heard screaming of many different types. Screaming? Yes, of course. Well, many in the headmistress Taliba were into some very dark magic. They were, well, you know what they were searching for, right? The secret to eternal undeath. No end to this end. And, you know, the closest people ever got was preserving mummies in ancient Egypt. Had Mistress Taliba had insight into these things that Elenia could never have on her own. Was she using her? Well, it's difficult to say who was using who. They both wanted things from each other that the other didn't want to give. I overheard a few fights where they talked about leaving a legacy. You know, if you have to die someday after, you know, a few thousand years, you want to leave something for people to remember you by. And Headmistress Taliba, it was always this school. Monsters University. She wanted to create a place that would help the next generations of monsters be more powerful and maybe reach this eternal unlife. But uh, Elenie, Baba, she wanted to be the legacy. She wanted to be the eternal unlife. She never wanted to end. She was terrified of it. Did she come close? I think closer than anyone has ever been before. I only saw her when she lived in Castle Navaria from maybe 500 years ago to two years ago when the castle was dismembered, torn apart, a cruel injustice, all of the stones scattered across the nation. I feel them. They ache. Um, I go and pat him on the bicep, but then also kind of feel him up. <laughs> Ishtal is like, well, you'll get used to it. <laughs> the grounding feeling that you can get here with us is going to help center you. I myself was lost for a whole year, I flew across the country trying to collect my my precious castle. Hey, you could go find more of each other and make one big stone orgy. It'll be great. They look at each other and they're like, mm-hmm. 
Sarana looks really serious and he comes and he sort of like sits before the bed. Evelyn, I want to do right by you. You tell me how we should proceed. Do we help the headmistress? Do we, I don't know, abandon her to her woes and the lawyers from hell and find another place to be? I could be happy, just the three of us. Your friends could come too, I guess. That was fun having an audience. <laughs> um, I guess we should help Mistress Tilmiba. I'm not. How does the group feel? Are you down for helping? I mean, especially because it sounds like the school won't last without her. I feel like. But this. I mean, not that we really care about the humans, but I mean, yeah, kind of facilitated mass murder, um, and also didn't Mr. Chaliba, isn't she the one responsible for tearing apart uh, the castles? Yes, that is true. Yeah. I mean, she might be a bad bitch, but she's also maybe just bad. She is bad, but she gave us life and the opportunity to be here. And the secrets that she was tearing apart the castle to find and to hide away here in the Monsters University Library, which is very secure, I'm sure. Also, if we try to help her, that probably means we can go into her office and go through her stuff again. We can go into her <laughs> office anyway. <laughs> Like I popped in uh, on on the bathroom break. I just you know, just snuck in, took a selfie, left. Stole another hat. Stole another hat. <laughs> well, I guess we can save the decision whether or not to save it until we find out more and follow this path. That's true. It's probably worth at least following up on all this anyway. Just in case it's the end of the school on the line. I mean, what Get if we find the Book of the Dead, though? Do you think if we go to Castle Novaria and have them talk to the stones, maybe like we could find the book? At this point, Zorana comes over and is like, well... I do know Ilmenier's hiding spots. Ilmenier. <laughs> That's gonna come in handy. Yes. I did have a view directly over her personal tower. We would have to find out where that tower has gone. But if we can find it, I know where to find her things. And, you know, perhaps like going through Taliba's office, it might provide us some insight into where she is. I do also know that she hid the Book of the Dead in there at one point. I didn't see if she retrieved it or not, but it's worth checking. I think that's all the evidence I need to keep going. All right. Well, should we raid a creepy office? It's really not that creepy. We'll spend more time in there. It's... You get used to it. More you look into it, more it's kind of kinky, actually. Oh, it's super kinky. 
Honestly. So much kink. Okay. So the group of you head towards uh, Professor Taliba's office. Um, and as you're walking through campus, you see um, your companions, P. Jared, um, everybody except for the professor. So Sarah and Wade also. Hey, what's going on? I heard what happened with Taliba. Oh yeah, isn't that crazy? Yes. Uh, are you doing something to help or what is happening? Can we join you? Of course. I mean, to help, maybe not, but like, you, you can join us. I'm definitely trying to see what's happening here. Well, I will stand there and look pretty. My specialty. <laughs> Wade comes and puts an arm around you, Chaz, as you walk towards the headmistress's office. You get closer. You can see the doors open. Headmistress's door is never open. Looks like somebody beat us to it. We're going to be the first ones to lose her office after all. You come in and the lights are off. You see the like plush velvety chairs and couches and the big bookshelves full of gold leaf books. Um, and there are lots of little stands. Uh, you've been through here before. You recognize some of the things inside of them. A floor to ceiling stand with a, a black latex cat suit inside. You see a few stands that are empty. Another stand with a, a lone candle on it. Um, and as you walk through the office, you see that it's been completely turned over. All of the drawers have been emptied. There's books and notes all over the ground. It looks like the lawyers from hell trashed this place before they took off. Uh, so much for the book being here. Damn it. Uh, maybe they didn't find it? Yeah, she probably has some hidey spots. Or several. Yeah. Several, yeah. Um, You know, I bet we're going to find it faster if one of you put on that latex suit. <laughs> didn't that suit, like, possess everyone last time? Yeah, but, I mean... <laughs> It was fun. <laughs> it remember when, very sexy. Remember when we were little? Just saying, you know? <laughs> Run around being teeny tiny. Alright, we'll focus. Damn it. You do see in the corner those three weird gems. Okay. <laughs> Can I have everybody make me either a flirt roll if you're trying to look at headmistress's horny stuff or a flight roll if you're trying to search for stuff about the castle? Oh, you already know. <laughs> okay, Kimmy, what are you searching for? Are you looking for something new or something that you know is here? Well, I definitely want to snag the hat again. Um... <laughs> you grab the hat. It is the poor reproduction from Party City that you have left here. <laughs> ah, I bamboozled myself. <laughs> All right, you slap it on. Yep. What else are you looking for? Ah, oh, bamboozled. Um, <laughs> that's not a good accent. Um, 
I guess, what do those three gems look like? Okay, one of them is like a deep blue, the other one a, a bright red, and one a crystal clear. And you remember, you set them in a circle, and then you had to touch all three of them, and it shrank you. Oh, yeah. Nah, I won't do that again. Uh... You can snag him if you want. Ooh, okay. I'll, yeah, snag okay. him. Take him for later. Kimmy grabs the shrinking stones. Okay, Chaz, you rolled a flight. What are you looking for? I want to find her oldest books in here that I can. Let's see if I can find anything in those. Okay, <clears throat> so you look through the bookshelf behind her desk. There's a, a big sarcophagus right next to it, and it's clear that this is the most like ornate and expensive bookshelf with the, the fanciest and oldest books. And you look through the top shelf, the shelf below, you don't see a whole lot. It looks like the lawyers from hell have pulled a lot of these books. But as you get towards the bottom, there's some of Headmistress Taliba's journals. They've been rifled through and left on the shelf. And you see one that is from uh, about 1500 BC. So that's 3,500 years ago. That looks like the oldest book on the shelf. I'm gonna give it a read as best I can. Okay, you crack it open, and you can see Headmistress writes, she writes eloquently, but you can tell that she's a little bit younger in the, the styling and the way that she's writing. Um, I guess this wouldn't be in English either, would it? <laughs> 1500 years ago, it's like an ancient Egyptian hieroglyph, but you can see um, the handwriting is a little bit different but it looks to be identifiably Headmistress Taliba. So, unfortunately, you can't read what she said, even though I thought of something really good. Um, no. You do uh, happen to know the foremost language expert in the world. We do. Oh, yeah, the water nymph. Well, I'm going to grab this and I'm going to stow it. Okay, Chaz grabs Headmistress Taliba's oldest notebook. Um, Evelyn, you have rolled a flight. What are you looking for? Um, I was looking for any files or papers about the dismantling of the castle, so we can maybe find where the tower went. Okay, okay, very interesting. So you didn't roll particularly well, but you do find a stack of piles. However, it's all in lawyer's speak and you're searching through it and you can't really tell what they're even talking about. Um, the lawyers from hell have written a very, very complicated piece of contract law for the ownership of Castle Navaria. It's complicated because there are both living creatures that are on the property and there's a whole bunch of different uh, individual pieces of the castle and it looks like they've all been sold kind of piecemeal. Um, but you do grab the stack of papers that will tell you sort of the provenance of where the castle went. Bender, you have rolled a flirt and you absolutely nailed it. <laughs> Are you looking for something that you know is here or something new and fun? Uh, something new. Okay. Do, do, do. Huh. 
Okay. You see a few things that look interesting. You see a cloth. It looks uh, ancient. The fibers are old, but the cloth itself is like absolutely pristine, like a pale white. You see a jar with a vaporous substance that sort of moves on the inside. And you see a monocle in a, in a velvet red case. And it's just sort of like a, a gold monocle piece with like the little chain that comes back. I'm going to grab the cloth. Okay. It seems like very old. You reach for the cloth and you see the little plaque beneath it. It says the Everclean cloth. I'm going to spit on it. You spit on it and it sits there for a second and it sort of like sinks into the fabric. It looks like it disappears. It's going to pocket the Everclean cloth. Okay. The inside of your pocket, cleaner than it has ever been. The original ShamWow. <laughs> Can you roll for me a flight or a flirt, Bender? An 11. You suddenly feel compelled. You um, notice that Headmistress Taliva's desk hasn't been dusted in a little while. You feel yourself, without even thinking about it, reaching into your pocket and grabbing the cloth and kind of moving towards the dirt. You're going to clean it up, and you can't even imagine how satisfying it would be to feel this, like, clean. Could I start, like, scrub at the desk? You're scrubbing it. Damn, that desk looks so good. That clean wood looks sexy. Suddenly, you're sweating a little bit. To be like riding the desk and like put my hand between my legs and just like use the momentum of my thrusting to wipe it down. Okay. Put the hand with the cloth in between your legs. Mm, yeah, like okay. I'm riding the hand in the <laughs> cloth. Suddenly, your entire crotch feels warm, wet, and then dry. So clean. Never mind, never mind. <laughs> you satisfying said. feeling. Interesting. Bender's got the spirit. That feels amazing, but I'm terrified of chafing. <laughs> too dry, too dry. Okay, okay. Lily, you have rolled me a flirt. Are you looking for something new and fun or something that you have seen before? New. Okay. So you didn't roll a great roll. So you see Bender playing with the cloth and you get a little distracted. But you see um, a ring with uh, a gold inlay and on the inside like a piece of jade. You see um, kind of an ugly hat. <laughs> it's a bucket hat. It's like denim. It doesn't really look like Headmistress Taliba style. 
that's what you see. I'm probably gonna pick up the ring and look at it. Fully aware that things could happen, but. You pick up the ring. Um, it feels good in your hand. It's heavy. It feels like it might be real gold. Um, you kind of examine it. it. Looks shiny. Interesting. Yeah, I'm talking shit about bucket hats, y'all. I feel personally attacked. I would see if it fit any of my fingers and just put it on. Like with the intention okay. of stealing it away, but it's on. You slip it onto your finger. It fits perfectly. It's like so comfortable. This is the like ring that you have been looking for. You put it on and it matches the rest of your jewelry perfectly. Was it that color before? I, wait, what? When you put the jewelry on, it changed color to be the same as the jewelry that you are already wearing. It's a perfect match now. It's like kind of a, maybe a off rose gold and it matches your necklace. Sit there and admire it and then try to see what others were doing. Okay. Can you roll me a flight or a flirt? A 32. Okay. So you feel in this moment the ring pulling to you and it's tempting. It feels like it's going to be fun. But in this moment, you pull the ring off. You have to keep your head in the game. Things are moving right now. You can explore the interesting feeling that the ring gave you in a minute. Um, but you remember that it feels like... Um, it feels like when you put on a, a set of clothes and you know that you look fucking hot in them. <laughs> that like self-confidence, the inner like intensity, almost like a narcissistic self-love you feel with the ring. As I take it off, it like touch up my hair a little bit and like breathe a little bit. It looks good. You look good. Okay, did I get everybody? I think so, I think so. So, you have your new toys that you have lifted from the headmistress's office. You have some plot points also that you have lifted from the place. And can I have everybody roll me, roll me one more roll, either a flight or a flirt. Okay, so as you are pocketing your ring, Lily, you're the only one to notice in the corner, just above one of the bookshelves, sitting on like a shelf next to a globe, it's Professor Ayard. He's perched like a bat, just watching you all. Lily? is still a little salty that he couldn't tell us anything while we were looking for the heart. But she's going to ask for his help and see if he knows anything about the book. 
Okay, the rest of you get a jump start as he like leaps down onto the, the floor in the middle of the office. <sighs> I was wondering when you'd notice me. It's interesting seeing what you do in a professor's office, given the, the run of the place. I have sticky fingers. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, it just happens. The professor turns out his pocket and he's got like a little tiny lantern that he has put in there. I understand. What was that, Violet? I want to know what the lamp he stole does. Ah, wouldn't you like to know? He sticks it back into his pocket. I'll show you later. Ooh, better. Listen, I do think that I will have to help you in these next few weeks. It will be very difficult if you want to save the school. Now, I love my position here, and I don't want it to go away. I understand that Headmistress Taliba is not maybe the best of friends, or the nicest of friends, or good, yes, but, but some evils must be endured in order to live in a society, yes? This is true. What is there with you meaning when I say the end of a school? Well, you all know that the only reason the school continues is because Headmistress Taliba funds the entire thing herself. Because there's no money coming to the school? What are you, paying tuition? <laughs> Wait, are you not paying tuition? Is that, is, are you all not paying tuition? <laughs> you see, some of our students are here on a scholarship. Some meaning most. Professor Taliba was always much more about the business of education than the business of running a business. Do you know anything about the book we're looking for to prove her innocence? Well, I do, but unfortunately, from what I know, it doesn't look very much like she's innocent. The lawyers, they found pieces of Castle Navaria, and they put together through their, I don't know, some sort of forensic investigation of some kind, they found traces of the magic that was cast to remove Ilmenier from this dimension. That's why they've been searching for her so hard, and she's been unable to be located. She's not on this plane any longer. It looks like some ancient Egyptian-style magic has been cast in a ritual, and it has banished Ilmenier from this dimension. She's in the hell plane now. It's kind of difficult to return from the hell plane if you aren't a member of it. on it. I don't remember it, but... Well, yes, Lily, but where are you from? My darling, you're a succubus. Of course you can come back. Can we not bring someone with me? You can, and all things are possible. But the magic that was cast on her is a powerful kind, a banishment spell that is no longer legal in monster society. 
For this reason exactly, you can remove someone from an entire plane of existence. It's a very powerful thing. If it's not legal, could we, like, talk the lawyers into reversing it, eh? Yes, well, the problem with powerful magic is that not very many people can cast it either. If we could find somebody who could reverse it, then yes, that would work. Unfortunately, I think the only person here at this school who could cast that sort of magic was Professor Talila herself. And, you know, everybody knows the rocky history between her and Baba. Well, perhaps if we contact our uh, contacts from hell with relations to hell, they could find a way. That's quite possible. In fact, I do think it's necessary. In order to clear Professor Taliba's name, we're going to have to find Ilmenier. We're going to have to bring her here and get her side of the story because she's the only one who knows why that spell was cast on her. Personally, I don't believe Professor Taliba did it. <laughs> I don't know how many drunken nights I've heard her crying over a cup of blood wine that she's lost the Book of the Dead and the love of her life. Regret, maybe? I mean, she's clearly done a lot of other things. I mean, anything is possible, but I do have faith in the headmistress. It may be misplaced, and I may be proven wrong, but I think she has our best interests in mind when she makes her evil decisions, of course. I don't know. Maybe she did cast it. Maybe Elenier was into some evil shit. She was willing to go to some extreme lengths to reach the eternal undeath she so desired. So we just have to go to hell. Oh, yes. But I think before that, we need to exhaust our last option. We need to know what Ilmenier was doing. I know it may be possible to find her notes or her office where she was working, something like that. But how, how long ago did she disappear, though? Like It's been three years. We're headed to the castle anyways, right? Ah, perfect. Well then, we'll see if there's anything left of many on this plane. Oh, yeah, that is a lot better place to start than hell. Yes, friends. You all know your connection to that plane may make it a little more difficult for you to leave. Yeah. You hear Carnella whisper into your heart, all of you. You are mine. Hey again. How you doing? Hey, everybody. 
I bet as soon as we step foot in there, she's going to find us. Uh... Oh, it would be nice to handle that problem, too. It may serve you well to be prepared for what you find in hell. And you all know, the last time the hell plane crossed over to here, the people who fought, the people who drove them back, the Brimseekers. Should we bring them with us to the castle? You could speak with them and see if they're willing. I know they've been in a flurry of activities since the lawyers from hell have been here. They're trying to cover their tracks and organize and not get caught. You know, all of their anti-job rhetoric. The lawyers from hell are quite against it. Could go there first. Just check in with them. And say... What the hell hey. <laughs> Run away to hell, you need anything? <laughs> yeah. Well, friends, I think that's an excellent plan. Let's go pay a visit to Anna in the library. Hell yeah, libraries. Okay, so you all head out of Headmistress Taliba's office. Any last things you want to steal before you head out of here? What was that vibrator thing that Lily got in with last time? <laughs> um, you mean the sculpture with the organic <laughs> movement? Yes. You want to snag that off the shelf? It's right there. It is a I think it was like a white piece of stone in sort of a banana shape. Is there anything I can grab it with so I don't have to touch it yet? Um, well, Bender's got a rag in her hand. <laughs> no, all for the rag, yeah. Oh, it's so clean. Kind of like gently roll it over and grab it. Okay, can you roll me a flight or a flirt, Lily? <laughs> Good luck. Uh-oh, horny cleaning time. <laughs> so you grab the rag and you wrap it around this cucumber statue. Yes. And suddenly you see it's dirty. It's used. <laughs> and you've got to get that clean. And before you use it, before you touch it, of course. Um, so you're like, you've laid it out on the counter. You're scrubbing at it. Your hand sort of moves around it. Now you're scrubbing at it a little harder. You're scrubbing faster. Suddenly you're on your knees in front of the counter, scrubbing this little cucumber statue off. You can't stop yourself. It feels incredible. It's going to be so clean. Oh, I'm into it. That's, that's, all I, that's all I know that exists. I don't know the professor is there. No, none of it. I need to clean this so clean Lily it's clean I think it's it's already clean okay you're no, scrubbing not. scrubbing you're scrubbing even harder give me one more flight or flirt roll Whew. 
A 26. Okay. So you are scrubbing so hard, you nearly graze the side of the statue with your thumb, and you catch yourself. You realize again, okay, there's a moment for this, and it's not this. <laughs> you will come back to this later. You will clean that very thoroughly, and then dirty it, and clean it again, probably. Tuck it away once I've composed myself. Okay, you fold the little statue into one of your pockets, and do you hang on to the rag, or do you hand that back to Bender? Um, I'm gonna like try to strategically drop it in, like a purse, and then hand the cloth back to Bender. Okay, so you've got a little bag o vibrator, <laughs> and the rest of you, anything else before we head to the library? Okay, oh wait, hang on, I have one for Anna's office. Maybe I moved it. Okay, anyway, we're in the library. <laughs> you all have moved across campus and you see like bands of students and teachers roaming around. Professor Gruntilda standing a good head and a half above everybody, just like looking around, seeing what's going on. Um, you uh, hear some snippets of conversation as you're walking past towards the library. Like The school's gonna shut down. Everyone's gonna be sent home. Yeah, the dormitories, they aren't safe anymore. Yeah, there's been a lot of complaints from parents and students. It's a dangerous school, but what are we gonna do? Go back home? You hear Professor Gruntelda and her husband talking. And she's like, no, it's okay. Don't worry. I can just pick up some extra shifts at the massage school. We'll be fine. Okay. We got to at least find a way to save the school. I don't want to go home. <laughs> okay, you all make it to the entrance of the library. If you turn right, there's... Um, the door to Anna's office, which is packed with books, and uh, you hear music blasting from there, like heavy rock. Gonna head over to her office, follow the sound. She is nose deep in a journal. She's writing notes and she's like headbanging. She's got headphones on. Just gonna yell, hey, you ever been to hell and back? You surprise them, and they're like, oh, oh, uh, kids, you're back. Oh, that's so good. Um, it's been a hard week, you know. What was that? Have, have I been to hell? Oh, no, no. Hell's a little too wild for little old me, but um, I think my daughter has Florian. Oh, sorry. She's her niece. My niece has. Went all the way to hell and came back? Oh, yeah, with one of your school friends. Cool. All right. Uh, where would we find them? Well, um, Anna does like a little peek outside of the classroom door or of her office door, and she closes the front door. Go on down. You know how to get in. She like pulls the book on the shelf. 
open this little secret area. Head on in. Nice to see you, kids. Say, be safe out there. Thank you. Thanks. Okay, you come down into the basement, and it is in like full DefCon ten mode or whatever. Um, people are like bustling back and forth. People are shuffling through the like um, the files. People are looking through old notes. Somebody is cleaning all of the weapons. Florian is in the middle. And she's sort of barking orders at everybody. At least she stands out. All right. Uh, let's head on over. Say hello. Yes, the Westchesters. That's right. Okay, we're going to need at least three of them. Okay. And you all are moving on the team to, to follow the lawyers from hell? Good, good. Timmy, nice to see you. Chaz, better. Hey. Uh, all your friends? Okay. Wow, this is a big group you brought down here. Uh, well, we were uh, we were hoping you could tell us how to get to hell and come back. <sighs> Shit, we're there, aren't we? There we are. <sighs> okay, okay. So I went to hell with my friend Mel, right? And she just sort of like snapped us in and snapped us back out. But I think if you don't have those kind of powers, it's going to be way harder. I know that there's a boat that comes back from hell once every 27 years. That's the one that you came on, right? She points over at Lily. Pretty sure, but I don't remember. Yeah, um, that makes sense. But uh, <clears throat> all the stuff that I've read says that once you get down there, if there's not someone on the other side who can cast magic and bring you back, you can't get back. I know we have some some costuming that might help. Uh, Bender, you've got one of the costumes, right? You put it on and it turns you kind of iffy and weird. and you know. Yeah, the suit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got a couple more of those if that's something you need. If you're doing like an infiltration mission. Um, you know, we, we got tons of equipment in here that we could get y'all hooked up with. Um, but I have to say, if there's any way that you can avoid it, don't go to hell. I like you too much. And you're good operatives. Could Lily cast spells in hell? If, you know, you learn them? You know, I, I don't know about that. I haven't ever seen a succubus do it. But, you know, demons, they're kind of, you know, all about that thing. Succubus spells are kind of more um, intimate. Is that the right word? I don't want to be offensive here. It's not no. offensive, and that's definitely the word. I mean, it's possible. You could try. We have some of the rituals here, but, you know, I've tried it, and it doesn't work. I would like to read and learn about the rituals. Yeah, maybe we can figure out if, you know, even if you can't do it, maybe we can figure out someone who can. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And Florian turns around and bustles through a whole desk of paperwork. He's like, I know I got him somewhere. All right, here, here. And um, they pull out like a huge diagram. And it's like um, kind of like cardboard, like a, a Ouija board. But instead of like the alphabet on it, it's got written demonic symbols. 
and in the center there's a big pentagram and like uh, instructions on the side of like which order to do things in and um, they're all in demonic though nothing's written in English do we know the demon that took them to hell that took who to hell the one the one that we're speaking to I can't remember her name who was just yeah I thought she had gone to hell and it sounded like a demon took her and brought her back yeah I mean you all know Mel mm -hmm. but unfortunately she had to go she's on a, mm -hmm. an undercover mission Mel Mel violence right right we know who can read the what's that sorry do we know who can read the ritual? Oh, well, I'm sure Hasno could take a, a quick look at this and figure out what's going on. That's easy. All right. Let's do that. It's not a language I haven't seen him read. He's pretty sharp. Yeah, it's uh, a little suspicious. Watch your backs around here. I'll, I'll take the diagram. Too. I'm okay. holding up a whole purse of shit from today. <laughs> and like Santa carrying around your all your robbery goods. Okay, we got important plans to come alive and steal things. Alright, Florian turns to you all and is like, alright, friends. Is there anything else I can help you with? Things that you're looking for before you go down there? Uh, ways to um, like resist influence. You know, hypothetically speaking, if someone were to already be, you know, affected. So you're looking to maybe ward the demons off a little bit. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <clears throat> I have got Okay, here's something that I think would be helpful. I've got one of these potions and you recognize it immediately. This is the potion that you all made from the lust flower in class that one time. Um, I've got one of these. It's uh, full strength, so be careful with it. And uh, it comes with a, a little antidote. And you see like a potion bottle that's like half the size, very small. And it's like a green liquid inside instead of the like red, hot pink one. Um, this will stop it in case you need to. And it might work against other sort of lust magic. That might be something you need to defend yourself against down there. Hell yeah, thank you. This is two doses. Only two though. That's all we got. Good luck, everyone. <laughs> um, we also got this sword. That might be helpful if you're going to be doing any sort of combat. I don't know if that's your thing at all. Have any of you used a sword before? No, never really got into that. Yes, I have, but like a fencing sword. Ooh. Ah, well, you might be interested in this. And uh, she pulls a sword out. It's not very ornate. It sort of looks plain. 
but it's got like a coppery silver sheen to it. I take the sword. Okay, you take the sword in your hand. Suddenly, your hand's really sweaty. You pick it up with your other hand, and the sweat breaks out on the back of your neck. You can feel this sword is invading your mind in some way, and making you extremely sweaty. But you feel almost a shield around you, uh, mentally developing, along with the sweat along your brow bone. It's a weird side effect. <laughs> like, yeah, this is a, a little sweaty. I don't know how I feel. <laughs> well, it might help, it might not. It's better to be equipped and prepared. Besides, you look real scary. It might oh, help. Do I look scarier than normal to you guys? Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but in like a super good way. But like in like an acceptable way, like please scare me way. <laughs> okay. All right, I got this one last thing that I want to give to y'all. And um, Florian turns around and just grabs a tarp. Just like a plain blue tarp. If you're going to need a shelter somewhere, you never know when you might need this. Somebody better take this. I'll take it. Sure. What the fuck is a tarp? It's waterproof. Slimeproof? Hey, I bet it is. You could test it. You grab it. It's a little crinkly. Wow. Can I grab it? Um, yeah, you can. You've been working on your contact with reality. Oh, okay. So well, I, you know, because it's slime resistant, so I'm not sure. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's, this one's not magic. It's just... A oh, okay. Magic. Okay. Survival skills, y'all. Oh, yeah. Damn, it's just a regular turn. <laughs> I'm going to hell, Florence. What are you doing? <laughs> You're going to need to sleep somewhere. All right, and on that note, I think it's about time for us to wrap up for tonight. We will go investigate the remains of Castle Navaria next time. And then probably the episode after that, we will delve into hell. So it's going to get weird and probably very horny. <laughs> That's my promise. Okay, so uh, let's go the other direction and start with Violet. Hello, October, and I was playing Lily the Succubus tonight, and you can find me on Twitter at Violet October. I'm Cassie Cummings. I was playing Kimmy Puddin' Pop, your favorite gelatinous cube. Um, you can find me uh, by searching my name, Cassie Cummings. All the best sites will pop up, I promise. Hi, I'm Girlbot Div. I played Bender, the zombie, and you can also search my name. I'm Girlbot Div on most sites. Hey, I'm Ricky XXX Rails, and I was Chazworth. Uh, also, give me a search if you're in the mood. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm Dominic Delirium, and I played Evelyn Lycandra today. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at dom underscore delirium. Awesome. I'm Jane Judge, and you can also search me up on the internet if you're feeling real weird. Um, thanks for 
playing monsters with me, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a very silly game, and I hope you all had fun. Um, so you can catch us every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Pacific time here at twitch.tv slash Judge. Alternating weeks, we play this silly horny monsters game and we play Magic the Gathering. So if you're into any sort of weird nerd stuff or looking at boobs or any of that cool <laughs> stuff, come by and check us out. We also stream Thursdays at Suede Collective, twitch.tv slash Suede Collective which is a rad mutual aid organization giving out harm reduction grants and uh, giving out cash grants and harm reduction to sex workers all over the United States. It's a really cool cause to support. So go, if you're not watching us here on this, on the Suede Collective Twitch, then go to suedecollective.org and drop a couple coins uh, for your appreciation. You can also find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash at Jane Judge, where all this stuff is posted. I think that's everything. <laughs> Long list of where you can find us. We're out here. We're doing it. So we'll see you next week for some more weird shit. <laughs>